I drink your milkshake. You are listening to the Billionaire Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to the the page. We might make this the free one, but for, tentatively, this is the Patreon. This is corn fed. Uh, we we have a, an excellent, very special guest with us here My today. Ex. Uh, it's, 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 I didn't. I didn't. And I, <laughs> yeah, I, Kevin set this up a very last minute. I was not. I didn't. I was not expecting this, but this is a treat I was here. Trying to get on the regular show, I didn't hear from her for a bit, and then it just ended up being the we, Patreons. We have the very, very funny DDT with us. DD, welcome. Hi. So, am I like the first black girl? Is that like am I breaking up black girl virginity? Yeah, not the first black person and not the first girl, but you are yes, the, the first, the first, black girl. The first black girl. Yeah. Always. And, <laughs> and hopefully, God willing, the last. <laughs> we did. We, we are breaking our policy. <laughs> uh yeah it's i haven't i haven't talked to i haven't i'm just now like getting back to actually talking to people but i mean it's been a minute since i've talked to Didi. Didi, how you been i've been wonderful last time i saw you was what skank fest or some shit that was yeah that was that was right before everything really went bad for me yeah <laughs> so i recall yeah uh, did, did you do skank fest Didi? of course not uh i i live in houston and so you know, I just yeah, I, um, yeah, I just reached out. And I was like, yeah, you want to come hang out for a little bit, and uh, we yeah, we just okay. hung out. Obviously, I rarely say no to the homie Dalton. So yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, that was a fun like last hurrah before I died. Like you say, last hurrah. Like I know you went through some shit, but goddamn, I mean, you look like you back to your your Ruben self. You know, <laughs> you Ruben stuttered. <laughs> it's like I missed the shot. It's like I dropped the ball. Yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm alive. I mean, I'm. It's you know, it's dire for me, but I'm. Yeah, you know, God, God provides. God. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. I just. Uh. 
I, the, the story is pretty well known at this point. But yeah, I just I I have some like yeah, I'm sure you told before. I, I don't I don't want need you to regale me, and then I just assumed that you went through some regular white man shit. So I ain't, I ain't gonna pressure <laughs> Yeah, I I went through some real white people shit. Um, yeah, no, I I, I had a, a life threatening situation that drained a lot of uh time, money, resources, uh, you know, health from me, but you know. This is the Billionaire Podcast Network, so uh, right. you know, ka-ching, bing, 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 bing. I think of this, we call that a mental breakdown. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was a it was, psychotic break. Yeah, it was okay. psychosis. Yeah, it was it was really it was really scary. Um, it should be. It should yeah, be. real white people shit. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> remember the Truman Show? Uh, yeah, like yeah. That was I was having a lot of Truman. I I li- like at one point I actually did like I was walking around and I was just like telling myself that it was like the Truman show and not even realizing how fucking crazy that sounded. And that just like, so you know, Dalton, everything you say is very consistent with when John had his mental breakdown. Like what the things you're saying match up exactly with Yeah, so I talked to I, I talked to him about it too. Yeah. He, so that's John like, Brown? What's the guy? John Brown? John who? Yeah, John, John yeah. Yeah, the okay. the abolitionist. Yeah, he he was in the airport and he thought that like everyone was like on a TV show and yeah, the abolitionist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he thought you know shit was happening and people working against them and it was all you know paranoia induced and. Okay, so yeah, paranoid delusions. Got you. So just like your your regular like psychotic break, it's not schizophrenia because you don't have like a a consistent thing. It's just like a. Stress and do psychotic break because didn't you suffer from bipolarism? I talked to everybody was... about their mental health issues, so I know all of y'all shit. I can literally be y'all y'all <laughs> friend. Um, if I had to guess, you I don't. I look. Bipolar. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to turn Didi into like you know, for lack of a better term, a a, a magical um, you know, uh, Negro. You know. <laughs> uh, no, I went to school for psychology, like hard science psychology, like I. We'll go do this shit for a living, for real. And I still kind of do, just, you know, at random bus stops and tell bars me, can and you, Can you tell me why Kevin always puts his shirt on, like, five minutes into the Patreon? What's yeah, the psychology behind that? In his house, oh, so we don't ever turn well, the heat on. It's because Salvatore and Dalton, y'all, y'all voluminous, luxurious breasts uh, make him feel self-conscious. He doesn't, yeah, he, he, yes, I knew it. Kevin, Kevin's got real small little titties. It's your psyche, bro. Little mosquito bites, you know what I'm saying? Little, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the boy bosom. <laughs> Y'all really got some handsome jugs over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what? Didi, uh, Dalton's oh, been reviewing jugs, speaking of that. I know, and I'm offended that mine haven't been reviewed. It's fine. If you want me to do a, <laughs> Here's you, on the list. If you want me to do a jug, a jug video for you, if you want me to do a rack reaction for you, I'll I'll be more than happy to oblige. I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. People people have been asking me, you know, when are you going to do more black titties? Because I've only, I've only done two pairs so far. Well, you've done one of the best. The mother no, of America. Go, I want to know when you go rate Salvatore's titties, because that's that's really what the girls. <laughs> Well, he did his own titties. Did I, did my, own, pretty, I did my own titties. They're very similar. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, we'll we'll get around to all of our titties, but um, Dee Dee, you can I, always rate my titties. My cleavage is well known uh, throughout the universe. So yeah, you you have you have a couple of slobber knockers there. I do, and they do be knocking slobber. <laughs> I, um, I try to talk my wife into letting you do it, to Dalton. <laughs> like, no. 
but yeah, Dee Dee, um, I how how have you been? You your hair looks lovely. Well, thank you. I, I cut most of it off, but yeah, I've been fine, babe. Uh, you know, I uh, not unlike yourself, I disappeared for a while, but not because of a psychotic break, just because you know, once I it, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Will make you not want to be around comedy people. So yeah, com- uh, yeah, comedy is weird. It like con- consumes people's lives and comedy people are weird. Like comedy itself is all right. Comedy people are the ones that I really can't fuck with. So yeah, I I agree. I it's it's I I was just talking to somebody about this where it's like you think you found your tribe and then you do it long enough and you realize like, I kind of just appreciate the people I like work with at my day job more than. <laughs> I think I realized that I just, uh, I like to drink. <laughs> and it is, It's socially acceptable for me to do it in copious amounts in those places. Uh, yeah. And when I started drinking less and I was around comedian sober, I said, Oh fuck, I don't like none of these people. Like, yo, what? <laughs> Yeah. So then I went home and started drinking that. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. Ooh, be- speaking of which, Jesus Christ. Well, if you get in the um, E and J. Get that bottle of E and J. Sal, you. Hey, Dee what are you doing comedically right now? That's Henny. Your mom? Oh no. That's Henny. Oh. No, there ain't no Henny, man. I don't allow that in this house. Is it? Is it? Is it E and J? No, good old bourbon. Oh, okay. So well, local brand. So yeah, we were we were just we were just being, you know, racist. No, I really thought it was Hennessy. You <laughs> and the ancestors heard, and we ignored you. It's perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> I didn't yeah, say Are you doing anything? Are you doing anything comedically? Like I said, well, other than your mom, uh, so yeah, but kind of. So I tried to record a comedy album three times and failed three times for different reasons every time. And uh, that's good. At least you didn't put it out anyway. I mean, I might have to. Like, I feel like I gotta have something to show for it. For you could have my... just put out three albums. You know what I mean? And, and like, I got three <laughs> well, comedy albums. The first one got held hostage by somebody that we all know very well, and. Oh so my god! I I, we're on the Patreon. Exposed. I want. I want this guy. If it's who I think it is, I want this gossip so bad. Well, I will give you the hot guys offline. But do they the, wear track? Do they wear track suits? Track suits, not that I know of. It's not. A, it's a vagina person. Yeah, who wears track suits? Maybe track suits. I've never who, known who's, of a per, perhaps feline adjacent. Yes. Okay. That's the uh, one. I'm so okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Dude, I That's I knew one. I knew something was off about Who them. What the fuck does adjacent? Adjacent. Yeah. It's a new word that you're gonna learn later. Sal doesn't even know what the word adjacent means. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I, I had a associated with feline uh you know certain themes. Yeah, I had uh, a I had a feel I had a feeling there was like something weird going on with, with that person. In that regard, I don't think it's anything weird going on with that person. I think that person just has control issues and is uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, opportunistic. I don't think it's uh, anything weird. I think it's very human and normal, especially in this industry. To be honest, we're behind a paywall. We only have like forty people 
listen. Yeah, but I mean, if she doesn't want, it, it will, like, whatever she's comfortable talking about, we don't have to go blast. I mean, you know, I'm not, I ain't gonna say nobody's name, but basically, how it happened was so, y'all know how I am, right? I do not censor myself for anybody. I do not, you know, water anything down. Uh, and of course, this other person knows that probably even better than everybody else. And, uh, so I asked her when I first decided that I wanted to do my album, I asked her for stage time because I already have somebody who could do the sound stuff. I released my first album entirely by myself. Uh, like the only thing I didn't do, I didn't do the sound editing and I didn't do the actual record. Somebody else was on the board and I didn't take the photographs and I didn't do the album cover. Everything else, that was me. So, you know, you write all the jokes. <laughs> most of them, yes. Um, my trauma wrote the jokes, but nonetheless, I, um, so I already know how to do a comedy album myself. Uh, so I just asked her for the stage time and she said, well, I'm starting a comedy, uh, album label or whatever. So I wouldn't feel comfortable giving you the stage time for that. Cause it's a conflict of interest. I said, you don't even have to advertise it as me recording the album. I really just need the stage time. I got literally everything else. Uh, she asked if I want to help with cover art stuff. I said, no, dog, I can't do it. And she said, well, yeah, I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing it with the conflict of interest. I said, all right, bet. And I said, no. I said, never mind. But then I said, you know what? This the homie. We can help each other out. We could do like a little collab thing. And so I agreed. And the agreement was the only thing you need to do, like just get asses in the seats. That's it. And you can release it on your album. I even told her, I said, bitch, you could take 15% since your name on it and you helped me get people there and all this other stuff. I told her she didn't need to pay me for the set. All this shit. She insisted on paying me for the set. Fine, whatever. I ain't gonna turn down no money. Uh, I recorded my shit. Then after the fact, I said, okay, well, yeah, just send me the raw file because again, I can just edit this myself. This. I can edit this shit myself. And uh, So she sends me an edited version that her boyfriend spent, I guess, 15 hours doing. Then I got an actual raid ass boyfriend to do that shit. <laughs> so and he isn't he like a mechanic? Correct. Oh yeah. So again, <laughs> I did not ask your homeboy to do nothing for me. Why are you intervening in this way? She asked me what I was thinking for the album cover. I sent her the picture. She immediately started like working on it. Again, bitch, didn't ask you to do it. But okay, I guess we could throw some ideas around. So after her homeboy edited, she says, well, yeah, I think we should change the order. And I think we should take out this joke and this joke because it just flows better. And I said, bitch, hold up. <laughs> wow. <Who asked> you? <laughs> Did I ask you anything? Did I? And I, even then, I said, okay, wow. we can move in the middle. I could come up there and re-record it. I could maybe change the order a little bit. But then I thought about it. I said, you know what? I just want to leave it as is. I just wanted how I did it because I did it like that on purpose. Then she throw at me, well, I feel like I did so much uh, work editing and editing the cover artist shit that I, and I'm not getting anything for it. And I said, bet. Look, I will pay you for the raw file. Didn't hear from this bitch again. Never heard from this whole again. Yeah. And then she started running around Dallas forward telling everybody that, Oh, Didi bad, A B D D hate because I immediately like blocked this bitch. Like, no, I fuck you. <laughs> so, 
I, like, I'm not playing this game with nobody. Like, you, bitch, you heard me. You saw the message. I saw you saw the message. You decided to leave that. Sh she said, I'll think about it. Never heard from this bitch again. I'll think about it. <clears throat> yeah, I always got the impression. Holy from, shit. From her. she telling people shit about me in Fortmore. People coming up to me, oh, I heard what happened to you. And such that. What you mean you heard what happened? Ain't nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> The fuck? So yeah, that's that's what happened with the first one. Yeah, I always I always got the impression like looking at what she's been doing and like all the projects she involves herself with. I'm like, I just always felt like you're doing you're like doing way too much too soon. <laughs> you you're like she has so many plates spinning and is like trying to become like some media mogul. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just always felt like this is like really. She's gonna keep your fucking shit and then release like a fucking Kings of Comedy album. <laughs> Mana's <laughs> Kings of Comedy. She can't, like, she can't sell my shit, but nonetheless, like, I, but I see what you're saying, dog. Me, I'll never fault anybody for ambition. In fact, I admire that shit. I like people who are motivated and ambitious and have goals in mind and really set out to do that shit, especially in comedy, especially as a woman. Like, when you really you know, Bro, put your no, shit on your back. That's you. That's a recording of you doing comedy. She just needs to send it to you. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've I've seen her output, and it's like, you know, I'm doing like two or three albums a, a year, and and selling coloring books. Well, my thing is, my thing is, <laughs> I never gave you control of my image, my branding, nothing. I agreed to collaborate with you on some shit, and whatever sales were made, you could take a cut off of it because it's being released under your name, whatever. But I never gave you artistic control of any motherfucking thing. In fact, I was very clear up front. I don't need you to do shit for me when it comes to getting this album up. It's just fucking mean. Really, if she wanted to get some traction, she be she should be doing dick talk. I thought we were all friends. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because I do I do tit talk. So women, yeah, oh, I guess. Oh, like, tit talk. Yeah, well, I, I can raise some nuts. There you go. I can raise some nuts sex. Like I can really like get Hon into like not honestly. Even I was, I was gonna say I was gonna say Dee Dee like you you know I I think you you would be great at broadcasting and you would also be very good at rating nutsacks on TikTok. I would be. I've seen so many already. You know I cut my teeth, you know out in in the streets of New Orleans, and you know I think I'm ready to take on the nuts of the world. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think you 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 could corner the market of, of nutsack reviews. I think I could. I think but, I could. Yeah, I mean, you would. I, but, but my philosophy on every like all this stuff we're talking <laughs> about now is, is like I I do appreciate stand up albums. I think it's like a cool project and like a cool art form, like the like an audio stand up recording. Uh, but I also think it's like kind of a dead thing. <laughs> like it's I don't know who's paying for that shit. We and, and for me, it's not even about trying to make money off of nothing. It's just more like an archival thing. It's kind of like marking time for me. Because it's like a lot of personal shit. And you know, I don't do internet things very well, but if somebody's looking for me, I could put them on it. And you yeah, know. I, I, no, I think it's a great like thing to do. It's a cool project. And to like, but yeah, see it, it, it's really for my purposes. Which to, is see why it through I really... to, com to see it through to completion, I imagine would be very fulfilling. But I, like, I have found that what I like, what I enjoy and like something I can do, uh, you know that I can actually put out, and I think I think you would be good at it. It is like some sort of broadcasting. Well, you know I've done that quite a few times as well. Um, I may do it again. I don't know. Yeah, because 
Because people, I think people, I think people He's trying to like, sign you on the network. No, podcast. yeah, I mean, if you if you want to be on the billionaire Change podcast now, okay, ching, bing, 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 wow, bing, that, could be, that could be a billionaire boy. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could be the the Candace Owens of the network. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I could never be a bed winch. All right, uh, but <laughs> I uh. Yeah, I mean, just to be the 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 sole Negro representation on your entire uh, <laughs> media white network, so, that would be an so honor. Like, no, I mean, I mean, also, know. I I think I think like I I can understand like if you have any sort of like trepidations about doing like regular podcasting or whatever it may be, but I, I think people would really like flock to you because you, you you're so you have such a. Uh, Why does that picture keep flashing you? You turn. You just turn sideways. Okay, we're back. Yeah, I just. I apologize. I'm over here adjusting things. But yeah, I. You know what, Dalton? Uh, I don't remember. You were on Chicks and Giggles. Did we have you on Chicks and Giggles before? Way back. Uh, I think so. Me, yeah. Me, Terry, and I. So I did that. Um, I had my comedy broads thing. I did something with Black Girl Giggles. So I've. I had another one that is still kind of, in the chamber. I just haven't really. But not unlike you, right? You know how you say like the album medium is kind of useless, which I understand. Uh, it's it's really just up to the discretion of the artist, honestly, whether or not they want to record that and kind of set that in stone. But I feel like podcasts are just so overdone. Everybody, their mama got one. It's like, man, and it's just a whole bunch of dudes talking shit about how women suck or people just prattling on ad nauseum about relationships. I didn't, I didn't know you watched our show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you said it was called Black Girl Gigs? No, we, we mostly just talked about Black like... Girl, it was for the comedy festival that... Black Girl Slapping Tables? <laughs> um, but I still want to do hot takes and hot cakes with Dalton Pruitt. Like, that was one of the best ideas that was, has ever come out of it. hot takes and hot cakes? Was it like a cooking show? No, it was just basically it was going to be you just eating a, a, a tall stack of pancakes and just doing different angles at the camera, like really awesome. You just say a hot take, non-sequitur <laughs> bullshit, just camera one, camera two, back and forth, and you just, you know, slathered in in, in butter and uh, maple syrup and just stuff your face with, with hot cakes. And uh, <laughs> it's one of the best ideas that never happened, I think. I think you yeah, should still do it. I, but I, I, think, I think, like, if you uh, gamed the algorithms and game the internet i think because you, you have such like a like confidence and uh, a big personality uh and i think i think people would be very drawn to you especially on like tiktok a big personality um, oh two big personalities for sure yeah. <laughs> that's uh, what the people want to see yeah because like tick tiktok is like such a good way to build build an audience and then like from there you could funnel them to like whatever podcast you do um but i yeah i mean as as far as like well why do you do it though like what is your reason for doing it me the fact that you have such a, a magnetic personality <laughs> uh my back's against the wall i'm just like desperate to make something of no, myself no. like I, I lost everything with like what i went through i got a I have, I have a lot of problems right now that I got to fix. And it's like, I, you know, I, I Looking at jail time, you on probation. Cause you're not a real com comedian. If you've never been on probation, uh, not jail time, but I've spent a considerable amount of time in like different psych wards, which also, is, I guess is white, like white jail, you know, we had the, the Denton, remember the Denton comedy festival? 
<laughs> we oh, all do. That we, John we, Brown, we're, we're in jail. Who's, who's that guy, that real estate agent? I can't remember his name. We're not going to speak him up. Yeah, but. don't even. <laughs> I remember that guy. Don't yeah. even, bro. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I don't want to, we don't have to talk shop too much. I just think, like, you know, you're you're very talented. Well, you're my person to talk shop with. I mean, we always talk about shit like this. I know, I, I don't know. I've I've heard like podcast listeners say like, oh, they're you know they're doing inside baseball again. Okay. Uh, but uh, well, what about what about inside the psych ward or inside uh the jail cell? We can do uh, that too. I've I've talked plenty about the psych ward for sure. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I've been to jail three times. Thank you, Dallas, Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I detoxed on heroin in a psych ward and that was a fucking miserable experience <laughs> really how long did that take how long were you in there um well, i did uh five days detoxing and then i was in rehab for like a month or 30 days or whatever yeah i, I spent i spent 30 days in rehab too. He, here's how i think about things nowadays because like i've talked about this but like all the jobs are going away you know like every everybody's struggling and there's no jobs left like with automation and just like the the crushing gears of capitalism like everybody's kind of getting pushed to the margins and and so what's left for a lot of people is like content you know is the algorithm and so Dalton's getting pushed to the margarines (laughs) (laughs) no one will ever push him to use margarine Kevin that's a that's a that's a country crock right there that's a dad joke listen as a fellow dad kevin hey respect i don't know if if uh if he's also a joke across adjacent is he adjacent for me but like my 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 philosophy at this point is is like everybody goes through their ups and downs and tries to figure out like how do i how do i like you know what do i do what do i do with my life and i on i like i'm i'm obsessed with tiktok now uh because i'm uh, really stupid i'm just brain rotted but uh um, there is a guy on TikTok who got like a pretty huge following and it was like a big thing for a little while. His name is John Romano. And in 2004, he actually did a school shooting. Like he, oh he was, God. he was like 16 or 17 years old and he went Wait, to, I didn't hear about this dude, how he's on like TikTok now and he's talking about all this shit. Yeah. He's got like, what is he talking the, about? The last time he do, he literally goes on there and he's like, hi, my name is John and I'm yeah. a school shooter. And, yeah and he Fuck? he also but he also the, the the funniest thing that he did is he got he got green roomed by like some black homeless guy have you seen green room no there's a scene in green room where uh one, one of the, oh, like, the Patrick Stewart joint? yes remember oh, the scene okay, yeah, remember yeah. the scene where they cut that dude's hand off or like almost cut his hand off so this this school shooter guy was like volunteering at a homeless shelter and some like you know like mentally ill like black homeless dude attacked him with swords and nearly cut his fucking hands off and so like this the school shooter his his whole profile up until like all of this was all about being a reformed school shooter and i'm so sorry i did a school shooting and then this happened and he's like do you think it's possible for a black person to be racist against a white person (laughs) Was... Oh my god! <laughs> is it possible for hear black people to be racist, Didi? Say what now? Is it possible for black people to be racist? Uh, well, uh, we could go into a, a very in-depth uh, sociological uh, explanation for that. Um, but I, and, to my point though, you want to hear but, it from so. a rehabilitated. My point though is, 
if a man who committed an act of domestic terrorism and spent 17 years in prison can get out and have and have a comfortable life and career as a content creator and public speaker then i think i think any one of us can can do the same without even having to do a school shooting you know what i mean (laughs) but it would help in mine and kevin's case (laughs) yeah it's a good start you never know it might be good for your brain but that's are you sure he's comfortable though? Because we confront a lot on the internet. We don't know how he really living. Like talk about like. I yeah, I don't know. I I yeah, it's it, you never know like what someone's life is actually like. You just see like the rectangle, and I just watch it, and I'm like, where's he? Has he can't has he afford all these nice decorations and uh, books? And... <laughs> and, and you know, it is one of those things where you do have to wonder, like, is this person making a living for themselves talking about some horrible shit that they did? And I mean, what's a reform school shooter? Like, he don't shoot no more schools up? Like, what's, what do you mean reform? Like, he, just, he says to go that, into a goblin, you know what I mean? He said, he, fortunately, he didn't kill anybody when it happened. Like, he, he was a bad oh. shot. And so, oh. the, what? What is it? Yeah. Who may not have wanted to kill anybody? And I don't want to, you know, make I wonder why I never heard of this fucking loser. He, he, maybe, and I don't want to make any excuses for him, but maybe he really didn't set out to actually kill anybody. Maybe. I mean, what ended up happening was he 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 fired at a few people and missed, and then he got tackled by a vice principal. And in fucking the, the varsity quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> and, and in, the, in that tussle, the gun discharged, and he, like, blew a teacher's leg, like a hole in oh. their leg or something. Like the movie, uh, uh, what was that movie, uh, Deliverance? Yeah. Where, uh, he that he fucking, got fucked in the ass as well. That, no, 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 not deliverance. What, so there were no banjos involved. Uh, With Samuel Jackson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, a time to kill. A oh, time yeah. to kill where he goes in there and shoots that police guard and his leg fucking explodes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I mean, from a human standpoint, that is very interesting to me. I, I'm very much a, a, an advocate of like restorative justice and giving people a chance to actually be better people you know what i'm saying but i don't know like this that feels weird to me like him just yeah it feels weird in the sense that i don't even know what it means for us as a society to have like a quote-unquote reform school shooter out here in the world you know just on tiktok yeah. talking about yeah it's you know it's it's one of those things where it's like i you know i i think you, there, there should be a chance for like some sort of reformation and like rehabilitation I don't know if somebody like that deserves a career as a public figure in like a uh, like a whole platform unless yeah. he's rehabilitating others. I mean, if his if his he, purpose he is says, to like help other people, he claims that what he's trying to do is prevent school shootings, right? Preventative yeah. measures, and that would be nice. That would be nice if somebody did something. They won't take guns out of motherfuckers' hands, but sure, let's talk to them. But here's 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 how my mind works is is like I I'm thinking in terms of of the grifter and it's like that's all that's how you got to grift is take like all the weird fucked up shit you've done and pivot and use that as your like con like your con job to to right, like because anybody could do that right anybody could like uh what was that dude name well, speaking of grifters uh what's your boy the uh the tinder swindler like what if he just had a tiktok all of a sudden teaching hoes how to scam i don't know like it's yeah just... yeah i'm sure or... very popular doing that yeah like that or like um you know like like ben shapiro is another like he he wanted to be a screenwriter and he sucked shit at it so now he's he like shit at a lot 
He shoves yeah. you like eating pussy too, I'm sure. And yeah, he's, he's, he just sucks in general. But Can you imagine, you know, he he built a media uh, empire uh, uh, from his uh, failure as a screenwriter. Uh, one of my favorite. Uh, uh, Why is it not wet? Do you do you know about the hot? Not wet. Do you know about the the? <laughs> oh yeah, he did do the the he did the wet ass pussy breakdown where he's like. A woman's vagina. vagina shouldn't be wet or something. Yeah. He said something to the effect that vagina he's shouldn't like, now, be wet. Now, here's the deal. If you have a regular vagina, he's like, this is a lot of water for a normal woman. This is a lot of moisture. Why Why is her vagina so wet? <laughs> it was like a breakdown, like a literal translation of the song. Yeah, yeah he would need a bucket and a mop. He did a whole like treatise on how little he knows about pussy. Like he just did a whole like that yeah. tribe about i know zero things about vagina i'm Ma- probably a virgin macaroni in a pot okay you know it, okay. it's a, it's supposed to sound like metal scraping against each other if it's well, no, cooked, like macaroni <laughs> in a pot that's food no, yeah. uh, and that has his whole his main point at the end and he's like women this is what you're fighting for he's like this is why you have rights he's like so you can have your wet ass pussies it's like actually yeah uh yeah. You know, that is so. <laughs> you know who? Uh, two, and the two, song's a fucking hit. So I mean, what do what do you? What's your argument? You know, two two of my favorite grifters are, and and D, this is something you could you could consider if you just want to make money with like do away with any scruples you might have. Do you do you know do you know about the Hodge twins? Oh Lord, Hodge and Hodge. <laughs> Dude, I love the Hodge twins. They, it, it's so ridiculous. They were at the improv before. Didn't they go on tour, like stand-up comedy? Because I remember they were at the Addison Improv. uh, Yeah, they do tours and they they do a ton of stuff. Like they do like, they just did like a Ram truck giveaway. (laughs) They they were wildly successful as like, Kevin said, I don't know, Didi Didi knows who they are. I'm glad she does. I know who they are. It's like, they're they're like alt-right, right-wing Jesus and Miro. Oh, I know all the alt-right grifters. I I listen to Knowledge Fight. It is my favorite podcast. So as a result, you know, and and, you know, QAnon. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen these guys. (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. What is so, what yeah. is not what is knowledge fight? I don't even. Oh my know this. god! No, you may love knowledge fight. I don't know. Um, knowledge <laughs> fight is basically these two dudes used to be stand up comedians, and they basically go through damn near every episode of Alex Jones and just like break down every lie he tells and just with the proof and stuff. And they go through like his books. They've done like stuff on uh, I think they did some stuff on Ben Shapiro, all kind of shit. Like they go through all the people, like Tucker Carlson. Like they just talk about a lot of shit, but it's mainly centered on specifically Alex Jones. So it's an and Alex Jones reaction show? Not reaction. It's more like uh, just like the granular details of what his actual kind is and the things that actually happened outside of what he said on his show. It's very okay. interesting. It's into like a lot of historical shit about like conservatism and in the alt, the budding alt-right movement or far-right, whatever shit you want to call it. But, you know, okay, it's very interesting. Dee Dee, did you ever come across a guy? He came through a backdoor uh in dallas a lot alex stein do you know who that is no i didn't go to backdoor a lot because every time i so much as mentioned like you know suicide linda gave me a talking to and i love linda i just that's my dog but i just i I don't know i don't have the the backdoor material yeah usually i spend uh, my time at backdoor drunk talking to uh to ziggy so that's what i did you definitely have backdoor material 
Yeah, but <laughs> for those for those for the for those listening, for those that don't know, Linda is sort of like the Mitzi Shore of Dallas. Like she was just, just this little old lady who seems like she might be nice, but is actually kind of mean. Well, she's always been nice to me. The one, well, you know, Jan was the one that I kind of was like, mm, I don't know. But Linda, she was always real cool to me. I never had a problem with her. I just don't have backdoor comedy material, which is odd that it's called backdoor comedy and you have to be totally clean. I don't know if they... Yeah, it, it definitely goes to show like Linda is kind of oblivious to double entendre. <laughs> right, it's like, you, you think backdoor comedy, you think of butthole stuff. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah. But, but yeah, I look mean, for Alex Stein. Alex do, do you know who he is? No, absolutely not. I have no idea who Alex Stein is. Oh, he... He's like a right wing guy. He's doing all the Dalton. You know who he is, right? Yeah, we've talked about him. Yeah, he he's he's like in the the manosphere right wing sort of like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's he's like a failed comedian. He he got into. But the aren't group. they all? But aren't they all like that? What's his yeah, name? Hunt or whatever. That's, that's me, baby. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm doing. I'm doing song Steven, reactions. What Stephen? Whatever you know, all these dudes that have these podcasts who are failed comedians uh damn you know and they all do the same thing like they're not funny but they notice that they have a very niche audience with people who also have no sense of humor <laughs> and they, Dude, stop. they make it's too real. <laughs> i don't like this you really did you really do know some psychology i know I, it's fun to know yeah. people on that deep level which yeah. the Hodge twins, I find those to be some very interesting Negroes uh, of the same ilk as Candace Owens and the like. Uh, they don't have a, a mental illness to fall back on like Kanye for the stupid shit they say, and they don't have his money or talent. So they're pretty much uh, very forgettable creatures. Yeah, look, I want to ask you, because my, my dad is the one who like loves them and has like tried to get me to watch them. And I, I've said this, that gotcha. he doesn't... He doesn't get what I mean when I say this, and maybe you understand this because you're more like observant and intuitive. But like when you listen to people like that, you like you can hear the the like lack of like how disingenuous they are. Right. Well, I think all of them are like Alex Jones, like uh, you know Ben Shapiro, like Tucker Carlson. Like these people aren't necessarily they're not serious people. They're not sincere. Uh, but they do understand that, like I said, there's a niche audience. There are a group of people who are desperate for this type of content and who will throw money at it just so they can feel like they're right. So yeah, but I always I've listened to the, these people like Tucker Carlson, Hodgson, any of these people, and like listening to them, I can hear in their voice and their cadence just that. I'm like, I don't think they even believe what they're saying. I'm like, no, this, I'm this thinking, this, oh, that's that's Dalton's uncle, Tucker Carlson. That is my uncle. Yeah, Uncle Tuck. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Tuck. So, so the bow ties. What was up with that? And was it like, did he see like, uh, yeah, you know, and say that was kind of like a cute vibe? Like, what was it? Yeah, it was, yeah, he saw he saw like a Mister Bojangles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he saw he saw like a gollywog doll and was like, I guess that could be my outfit. <laughs> oh, speak speaking of, I don't know, I don't know if that's a racist term. I think it is. But have you have you got have all y'all have y'all have y'all watched Tales from the Hood too? Yes, of course. Actually, oh. I, I kind of know somebody who knows somebody in it. Weird enough. <laughs> I started watching it the other night, and that fr that first sequence, like Keith David's great in it, and he's great. Nobody got him to do it. Like, how much do you think they paid Keith David to be a part of that shit? Like, I, I think just, Keith, Keith David, Keith Keith David is like the Black Eric Roberts, where it's like he'll do 
great shit, and he'll also do like the most low budget bullshit. That like, was terrible. Like they whole budget had to be him. Like, yeah, just, but yeah, can't just throw ten thousand dollars at him and say please. <laughs> yeah, but he's great in it. But I that first sequence where they go to that museum and and like she fucks that doll. I I was like I was watching it like. This is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Like, I can't believe that somebody wrote this and it made it through production. And, like, I can't believe Keith David's involved with this. Well, I just didn't understand, like, the point. I said, is this about, like, I don't know, like, some cuckold shit? Is this, like, about... You know the the shame of bearing a child for a black man. Like I don't understand. I, I couldn't like, figure because because the thing because the thing is the first movie and even like Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror are morality tales. Right, so they, right. Like but each like tales from the crypt. It's tales of consequence and shit. Yeah, yeah. But the, that first sequence where they bre- they break in and she fucks the doll and then gives birth to like a million gollywogs. I was like, I don't understand what the lesson is here. Like what, you know what the it, lesson is. The don't lesson fuck. is white white women minding black people business all the time. We just always got to be up in our shit. And this is what has me. You just got to be all involved uh, to to tie it together with my situation with this person that we were speaking of that is feline adjacent. Just don't let white women get involved in none of your shit because they just do all kind of wrong things with it. Like, that's not what the doll was for. But, but white women don't know what to do when they come in contact with black culture. It mystifies them and it intrigues them in sexual ways. I hate it. Yeah, well, white women typically absorb black culture through like this transitive property where they get it secondhand from black, like uh, gay men. Didi, like, let's settle something. Can we settle something? Am I white? <laughs> sure. Am I white? Are Italian people white? I don't no. know. Do you feel white? No, not around white people. Not around white. I've been, I've been telling Sal for weeks. Not around that... the real ones. I've been I've been trying to tell Sal for weeks we're gonna have a not uh, around police a box, a box to check that white not Italian. <laughs> well, see, this is the thing. But why why I say that uh, Italian people are white uh, simply for they're leaning into the construct of of whiteness as a tool of oppression because they can't stand niggas. But uh, no, y'all not technically not white, but y'all don't know that. Yeah. You, uh, here's 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 an idea. I didn't mean to bum you out. This so. is something. This is here's an idea for you, Didi. What if you made a video of you listening to like Hotel California for the first time? I've heard that song many times. I can sing it very well, but I, I, well, I like no, I, I enjoy the Eagles. I, I know that, but I'm saying, what I if you make a video about you uh, listening to Cream for the first time? I'm like, where the fuck have you been all your life? Like, where no, 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 no. I real talk, real talk, real talk. Real talk. I've I've heard the song before. Oh, okay. I'm it. doing I'm doing the 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 white version of when you see like all these black YouTubers who are like, man, I I never heard of no Nirvana, and I refuse to believe this has to be like the this has to be like Gen Z kids, like it has to be like twenty a uh, younger. I've seen guys. I've seen guys in their like thirties and forties who legitimately like their videos are pre- presenting as though. They they've never heard like Queen, like they've never heard like yeah. Uh, so that, that, that don't make sense to me, and I can't speak for all black people. Black folks are not a monolith, but we all lived on MTV and VH1 as kids. Yeah, so I black people to a, a great extent BET, but we were all like constantly watching MTV and VH1 when we were little. So yeah, so, so I I started doing what I call Caucasian critic, uh, 
where it's just, it's me. <laughs> well, it's, it's me listening. Oh, are you going to try seasoning for the first time? You should try that. You should try seasoning. like seasoning food. Seasoning, yeah. <laughs> season something. And don't even cook with it. Just take some Tony Sanchez and just, just, you know, eat it. <laughs> just like, yeah, I, I, I've never heard of this before. It's just seasoning. Uh, I got some different like, bowls. Just have one is, like Kanye, one of Tony Sanchez, one of Lowry. Lowry's? <laughs> <laughs> this one's called cumin. Paprika. Seasons the holidays. Yeah, but I, I've just been, yeah, I've I've just been doing like my version of that, and it's like I try to I I actually do try to approach it from like a place of sincerity where I'm like actively listening to the song, even though it's like it's not really the first time I've heard it, but I am like actually trying to do like a like a pretty sincere analysis as though it is but the, I, can, I can say that i haven't listened to much lincoln park i didn't even really listen to that album that they did with jay-z i could probably do if you want to print money if you want to print money just start making <laughs> videos of you listening to lincoln park for the first time <laughs> <laughs> you you were good like the 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 jinko boys from the Jinko Jeans boys from the early 2000s are going to start handing you money if you do that. <laughs> Which I've, I've never listened to like Lincoln Park or anything. I don't think I've really ever listened to 311. I've listened to a lot of Sublime in my life. Really? But, <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I never really got into 311. You need to do some react. You need to get on the network. You like Really love... Big Fish. I don't know much about Really Big Fish. Like a lot of Sky Pass. Oh, what about just fish? <laughs> yeah, fish? Yeah, I have never listened to fish. fish before. Oh my god! Oh, fish, man. I, I have never listened to fish before. Me neither. I've never been into that sort of like jam band thing. Great, Grateful Dead. I've never listened to Grateful Dead. Like they're yeah. awesome. well, they're hard to listen to. Uh, have you listened? Have you listened to Fishbone? I, I don't think I've even heard of Fishbone. Oh, they were another like Scott, but they, I mean they're actually like black guys. But yeah, they're Wait, like. A, is that that Whitey Ford was in is that the one that Whitey Ford? Uh, what was his name? Uh, House of Pain. Um, Whitey Ford was in House of Pain. House of Pain, or was it House of Pain? I don't House know. I don't know who was in Fishbone. They were Whitey they were Ford. Just... You're talking about. Uh, you're talking about Everlast. Everlast. That's what Everlast. That's but what about Everclear? Everclear. <laughs> well, you. I, I will buy you a new life. Yeah, is that them? Is that ever cloud? My mom's gonna hit my dad. <laughs> like I have like I think I have listened to Everclear, but like that alt era, most of it passed me by. I'm not gonna lie. I think yeah. you get a divorce. Um, yeah. Yeah, I you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to uh you know uh, uh mystify and, and bedazzle uh white people on the internet. And one of them would be listening to Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've really never engaged that content uh, at all, uh, Lincoln Park. But I, I'm list, I'm more of like a heavy metal person. Like I fuck with Slay and Metallica. And there you go. That's another one. <laughs> um, you like? Uh, Dude, I Chris I Cornell? love watching. I love watching black people listen to heavy metal. <laughs> audio slave. Where do you engage in this, Kevin? Where do you go to listen to white? It's Watch the white people it's... listen to heavy metal. It's the YouTube you, channel for just about anything. YouTube is there's so much a, a gold mine on YouTube of just like either like early twenties or even people in their thirties and forties like black people just listening to songs for the first time and doing like almost it's it, it almost comes across as like a minstrel show in the way they're reacting to it. Where it's, well, it's like David Blaine, I guess, but I think that black people have learned that that uh 
bemuses the whites when we react to things that way. Yes. So we play it up because, you know, like, yeah. all that other well, shit. Well, it's like that movie Bamboozled. Right, like, we, we really get it. Like, we life. know how to appeal to y'all. We could say, like, some shit about selling drugs and living in the projects, and y'all eat that shit up, whether or not that's really out yeah, there. <laughs> like, when y'all are taking in something new, like, I, the way that you, like, appreciate things, be like, it just, you know, yeah, that, I, dude I, said, I, that dude said I'm the high general, way, Black you know? people are, like, facial, like, real like real black people reaction is way more like facial expression it's so it's earnest. not always verbal it's like in the body it's like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you, you have rhythm yes. even, even yes. when you're even when you're reacting to things it's, it's like, like watching a... uh y'all react would be more interesting than watching any other race react <laughs> and that is true you can have by the way speak, no, speak i love <laughs> watching asian people react to white people shit i really do they get pissed with y'all they get really mad they yeah get so bad Speaking of, uh, oh, you, you that's another one of my favorite uh things I've seen online. Was it, it was like this old like Korean couple, and there's it was a video of them like trying uh like collard greens and black eyed peas and shit. Oh, yeah, their daughter makes it for them, right? Like, their daughter makes it for them, and they yeah. for the first time. yeah, I've seen that, I have definitely seen that. But what I'm thinking of is this Asian dude, I forget what nationality is, but he reacts to white people making food, like making stuff like rice. And he oh, just, are you talking he, about Uncle Roger? He, it might be Uncle Roger. Yeah, where he's like, hi, yeah. <laughs> he's hilarious. I love Uncle yeah. Roger. The guy in the orange shirt. That, yeah, I he's fucking like, love Uncle Roger. Hi, yeah. I, you know, yes. you know, wash your rice. Hi, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, crazy. dude. You know, that's like totally Uncle fake off accent. Uncle the Jackie Chan show. He, he's not like Uncle off the Jackie Chan cartoon, and I just live for it. Yeah. He takes that whole so. persona. Um, but I I mentioned bamboozled earlier, and speaking of Dee Dee, yeah. how you how you feeling about Michael Rappaport these days? I, I that's another one that I don't engage, and I never have. I don't get <laughs> the allure. I don't see he's yelling. I mean, where is he from? Like Brooklyn? I don't know. He's from New. Okay, so here here's the thing about Rappaport. Ian Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. Here, here's oh, I the... that he was on higher learning, and he was the racist, and that he was the one that shot all them black folks. Here. The thing about Rappaport is like a lot of the stuff I've seen him in as an actor, he is a pretty good actor, especially in like those smaller yeah. like character actor roles. Yeah, like yeah. really good in but in real life, like his him as a personality, especially lately, he is unhinged. He is absolutely like crazy and kind of stupid. Because he, he, I remember, did he go hard on which basketball player was it? Kevin Durant? Like they was going back and forth in the comments, or like in DMs. Yeah, it's I don't I don't know. He he's like now he's like full he he's kind of relinquished his his uh like black card that he was gifted by like Spike Lee and Tribe Called Quest and, and which, gone, which is the which is the gag because there's no such thing as a black card and that's how white people get fucked up. Like the, they lied to you. Ain't no such yeah, thing. They, yeah, because I got my black card and you're like, But I, I think I think for a long, long time Michael Rappaport Michael Rappaport was one of the few uh, you know, forgive me, Wiggers, who oh. be- did become an honorary member because he, he, did, he, he didn't. He, what happened is certain black people fuck with him, and because he he felt like he had the clout of those famous black people, he felt like he was in a position to like stand in some sort of uh, 
transcending blackness or standing like, like no i really like do history. have black friends like right like some, some <laughs> <history>. <laughs> like i know y'all say Dude, he really is like if if i have black friends as a person like he, <laughs> right. and, and it's not even that it's like oh you know the, the, the brothers they fuck with me you know the brothers they fuck with me you know what i'm saying i be in the hood you know what i'm saying you know i, I love sneakers and stuff yo and it's like okay just because you talk like that <laughs> you talk like that and you got the new jays on or whatever and you listen to wu-tang and your homeboy spike lee and, and that's the problem that i find especially in this this shared culture that we have like now that we just all culture permeates you know throughout the universe because of social media it just the proximity to blackness for white people makes them feel like they've been attributed some type of black identity which is never the case. No, it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> they gotta stop that shit. Cause a bitch like me, I'll slap you. Like, don't come around me thinking you can say, nigga, I'll, I'll punch you in your chest, dog. No, every and time I'm around you. black people, it's like that scene in Animal House when they when they go to that, that bar and they're like, <laughs> we are going to die. <laughs> but the more I hang out with y'all, the less I want to say it. Well, I mean, because that's the thing. If you really care, if you really care about your black friends, you even wouldn't even want to. Right, and the, right. And that's the conversation I found myself having with with just any non-black people. I punched a Mexican at a comedy club because he insisted that because he grew up in poverty, that they gave him permission to say right. the N word to me, and I shouldn't react. A lot of them do. Like, now I'm offended. That you think, like, you know, the African-American experience is synonymous with poverty. Fuck you. Bitch, I didn't grow up poor. My daddy worked in the oil field. Fuck you. Like, I live in a home growing up. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know if Mexicans can say it, but Puerto Ricans for sure. Well, they're Black. They're of the diaspora. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my my ex, by the way, like, the... the... Except for Jennifer Lopez, because Jennifer, I don't know. We still on the fence about her. She don't know what she will be. My my ex, by the way, had, like, her, her complexion was, like, close to yours like she was very dark in her complexion but she was like oh yeah she was a mexican broad right she was, she was a dark puerto mexican. rican and when i first oh, when i first met her i actually like the the way i approached her was i was like so what were what you some kind of octoroon or something <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we dated for a couple months <laughs> nice dalton dalton I need that to not be the way that you spit game at uh, a melanated woman. Do not ask for to see some sort of octoroon. And I do remember that line from Archer, so don't do that no more. Uh, well, that was she was also a comedy fan. She kind of got it right. Yeah. Jesus Christ! You ask somebody if they're octoroon, I would have punched you in your chest. Like, what, the f- <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dog? But like, she just... she definitely was a Puerto Rican. You said the N word. I got I got text well, messages. Thing, most Puerto Ricans I know, like Puerto Ricans, Cubans, like people from like the island island, but they Taino. You know, People, they were part of the, you know, the Atlantic slave trade. Like they were part of, they're part of the diaspora, whether some of them want to admit it or not, right? Uh, what about Chet Hanks? Chet or Chetty Boy? <laughs> Chetty Boy. I mean, I know he he believes he's training, and that's fine. You you a great actor. <laughs> what about? Uh, did you see? Did you see that thing he said? He went on the Adam Friedland show, and he said one of the funniest things. Like one of the, <laughs> One of the funniest sentences I've ever heard uttered by a human being where he was like, they were talking about like hooking up with ladies. And he goes, man, I ain't had white sex since like 2008. <laughs> now I said all that about not giving a black card and I ain't giving Chad Hanks one, but he did have like some, he did press charges on some girl, some black girl that lived in Pearland, some Houston broad that was crazy and that was putting hands on him. So he ain't got a black card, but I give him a fist bump. Like, all right, you, you got me a little bit. <laughs> 
you, you fuck with a Houston bitch and you live to tell it. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you ain't got no black card, but you know, I see you, Chet. I see you. Yeah. But the, um, oh yeah, but the, the thing with Rappaport now is he, he's relinquished any uh, either real or perceived blackness he might have had and he's gone full Zionist. He is like, I don't know if you, Didi, you have to go watch his like daily updates where so he's just. He, no, no, he's a, he is Jewish. He's a Zionist, so he hates. He oh hates wait, I'm that. sorry, it's the opposite, not anti-Semitic. He, so he's very much like Israel is is the one true nation that that's the sacred land of Israel. Yes, and, nobody else and so is, he's oh, okay. he's like gotcha, very gotcha. anti-Palestine, and he's like gotcha. daily just going on there and being like these fucking savage animal rapists <laughs> just. Talking about like, you, you know, what he claims is just Hamas. He's like, you know, I'm talking about Hamas, but it's like he does. He's definitely against the ceasefire. He wants it, the state of Israel to absolutely turn Palestine to glass. And that just makes my point. The main white people that want that, that you know, that I, I guess pass down gifted blackness, like they want that that clout they want that affirmation from black people like they down like when they wanted it that so close. That's because secretly, it it's because underneath it there's a very 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 white person perhaps one of the worst <laughs> we say jews aren't white you know what i'm saying like i mean look i, I see what i didn't know what a jew was until i got to like college i just thought it meant i that you love all the jew hate going around recently no i just but i'm serious <laughs> Bro, like i really so thought you was just meant funny i just the thought you was come just up funny. Yeah, you just you just knew jews is like oh the, yeah like seinfeld like it's just right like... the comedians oh yeah no, <laughs> thought... the ones from hollywood yeah that's all i thought i thought jewish made funny Whoopi goldberg is jew okay funny whatever <laughs> like that's what yeah. it means. i love that her judaism is based on like have you read like her comments on that where she's like yeah, you know, I just feel Jewish. You ever seen good for uh, you. Pi <laughs> by Darren Aronofsky? Yes, so I've seen Pi. Those Jews, e- evil Jews. Sal, it's crazy what you do and don't know. They like <laughs> you've seen <laughs> Pi. I've seen. I love Pi. That's crazy. Like you, yeah. you, you know so little, but every now and then you hit me with that, where it's like, oh, you've seen an Aronofsky film. Yeah, I do like him. <laughs> But see, that's name? what I don't know who it is. Like, I just I don't know who that Aaron is. Aaron It was his first movie, no, and then what, after that, he made a Requiem for a Dream. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I know Requiem for a Dream because Marlon Wayans is in it. Mm-hmm. It oh. a really great performance. Yes. I was obsessed with that movie for a while. Well, he's a great actor. He doesn't get enough. He's not that funny as a stand-up comedian at all, but he's an absolutely amazing actor. And I, was, I would like to try to have girls over. He's though, great in that. Like, he's great in uh, the Lady. Want to watch Requiem for a Dream? Uh, remember, remember the Lady Killers, the Coen Brothers movie with yeah. uh, Hanks. Yes, oh, yeah. Marlon Wayans is very good in that. He's, I think he's very good in pretty much damn near every movie that he's been in. Scary Which movie Wayne's too. brother just put out the comedy special. I think it was him. He's the only one it's, that's been put it's out. Really fucking special. funny. Have you ever Mark? ran into him? No. Uh, he, he talks about like, Jada and Will the slap, but I haven't. Like, man, three, it was three I was years ago. dying, dude. No, I don't know. Like Marlon Wayans has let me down a lot stand up wise. Like the I first one he did. The first one he did it sounded like he was just reading somebody's like like top tweets or something. It was just very like phoned yeah. in and very surface level. He's and talking he about how, how Jay put a curse on him or something. Do you guys do y'all want do y'all want to rank the Wayans's? Uh I think yeah. 
Number one. Well, is do you want, are you want to rank? Do you want me to rank them in order of like which I would have sex with them? Like, is that what we're doing? Because I could do uh, that. We'll we'll do um, both. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think just in, in overall like talent and quality and, and body of work, and then I guess in in terms of fuckability. Okay, um, so fuckability is easy for me because I've thought about this a lot. Marlon Wayans number one, obviously. Uh, Damon was number two until he said that crazy shit about the women who accused Bill Cosby. So now he's like at the bottom of that list. He was, he's the best stand-up comedian of the family, but number one, he's the funniest one, Damon, I think. Mm -hmm. So so funny, Damon, fuckability Marlon is number one. Uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans has to be number two in all regards just because he's like the reason they exist. Yes. He, yes. he created the dynasty, as it were. Yes. Uh, and, you know, everything he does typically turns out well. And he knows when to shut the fuck up, too. That's what I like about him. He don't be saying shit. Um, uh, and then there's uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Would definitely have sex with that. Definitely would have sex with that. He has to be number two on the, on the sex list. Keeney would have to be number three on the sex list. He's too tall. He's too tall. Mm -hmm. you fuck Nick Cannon uh, still? Oh. No, I've never found that man attractive. But he's not a Wayans, so he doesn't apply in this conversation. Now, yeah. uh, no, Kim Wayans, I would probably, I would say Kim Wayans is, might be my number three Wayans, and I would say last on the list for fuckability simply because of her vagina. But she's she's hilarious. She's a great actress. Um, how many Wayans do we have? There's Craig Wayans. You miss you miss Wayans. you miss Sean. You know a lot more Wayans than I do. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't miss Sean at all. I didn't miss him. He's he's low on both lists as far as okay. <laughs> we just haven't got to him. He's he's low, and then there's Chantel. I love Chantel Wayne. She's the up and coming Wayne. Yeah, I find her quite hilarious. Speak, and even yeah. as a stud, I would put her on number four on the fuckability list just because she's a stud. She's pretty. Uh, I've never had sex with a stud before, but she could be the first. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and um, what's considered well, yeah. stud? I I had to pull up the Wikipedia page for the Wayne's family because I forgot. There's so many of them. There's so many. I think our <laughs> brothers and sisters like the original Wayne's. I think there's thirteen of them. What about Bruce Wayne's? <laughs> got Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know, yeah. Speak, speaking of the Wayne's brothers, it's like there, there's like this weird revisionist history happening with like cinema now. Where I've seen online people go like talking about how they wish that the, the that there were like parody movies as good as like the scary movie yeah. franchise still being made and i like i'm looking at this like these movies fucking sucked no, they're terrible. I, i've like, never liked the scary movies franchise i really don't like what? them i really don't like I, never I even when i was that age like when i was like of the appropriate age to right, find like, that funny when i was like 16 i, think I always School, I, I, I always thought they were just upsetting and, and like very, very lowbrow and just not. That's exactly what I was, that's the word I was about to use. I thought they were very lowbrow. I thought they were very like uh, not even just unintelligent. It felt like lazy humor to me. It was very superficial, surface it, level type stuff. It felt yeah. It always felt lazy and it always felt like just things were happening. There wasn't a lot of like connective tissue within the movie. It was themselves. always like black people are like this and white folks are like this. It was just it felt like that to me. Yeah, thing. it just it just homophobic, felt like... a lot of homophobic jabs, a lot of like uh, <laughs> anti-black female stereotypes. Like I never liked them. I never liked them. Yeah, you, you I... didn't think the the gym teacher with the giant balls was funny. 
<laughs> the little hand was funny, I, but that's like very ableist. But the little hand yeah, was, it, it was funny. I like the 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 only sequence I think in any of those movies I thought was funny was the opening like Exorcist parody from Part Two with uh, Andy Richter and James Woods and oh. uh, Natasha Leone. Where, <laughs> like r- like from the jump, Andy Richter hits us with two n bombs. They're singing. They're singing that that mystical song at the piano. Yeah. So right away, Andy Richter hits us with two n bombs, and then Natasha Leone comes downstairs and pisses real real hard and long, and and then James James Woods shows up and he's very funny as the like Father Karras character. But the, then when it gets into the actual movie, when it's like Anna Ferris and all the Waynes or whatever, it's like, oh, this this sucks. This is a bad yeah, movie. It really, it really, really did suck. But you know, uh, not for nothing, again, Keenan Ivory Waynes, uh, the godfather of that shit, made one of the greatest, I think, parody films of all time, but I'm going to get you sucker. Like, I'm going to get you sucker is amazing from beginning oh, yeah. to top to Let bottom. Let me get just one rib. You know, like, just yeah, from top yeah. to bottom. Hilarious. And then that scary movie shit. I was like, oh, that's what we've been waiting for. Um, yeah. don't drink your juice while you know, don't don't uh drink your ginger juice while whatever. You know, that yeah. Don't be a don't, menace. Yeah. Yeah, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. That's the one. Yeah. But juice was a little bit off because juice wasn't a West Coast film, but you know, whatever. Um, I, I like that movie. I like like that one was really funny. Like, uh, don't be a menace. Uh and I'm gonna talk about juice with, with Tupac, real- right? Yeah, Juice, but that's the East Coast film, and the point was it was a West Coast gangster film. My my, the thing with like parody movies, especially like the scary movie franchise, but like any movie that's like n- not even like satire, but just parody, mm-hmm. is it's there, there's nothing grounding it. So you're you are just watching like very loosely connected like bits and riffs and skits, but there there's no like there's nothing to hold on to. You know what right. I mean? Like I don't give a shit about these characters. There's no, there's like the plot is very thin, and it feels like we're just watching like really shitty sketches. That, what about Leslie Nielsen? Like that. That was always <laughs> he's oh, so like, funny. Like, yeah, but I mean, I there's airplane. I love the Naked Guns. Like I love his. yeah. There's exceptions. Was the, to, the greatest yeah. comedy duo was Leslie Nielsen and OJ. Airplane and Naked Guns. <laughs> oh my god. But like What's that, up, Twitter world? that moment, <laughs> that moment in time when it was like scary movie and epic movie and disaster, like all these like parody I movies, hated all they, were, they were all terrible, all and, terrible, every last one. Yeah, and it's like it's different than like like a satire film. Like there's nothing, there's not a lot serious happening, like not a lot of like grounding necessarily in Blazing Saddles. But right. that movie gives you like characters that you can connect to, and there's a plot, and there's like growth and development and it, like you know there's like a three-act structure to it whereas then, like, even the way it ends even the way they kind of like take the ending and say fuck it we didn't feel like writing the ending so we just doing this breaking the wait no spoilers here. i haven't seen it yet <laughs> <laughs> I, it's on my list i'm sorry blazing saddles is on your list <laughs> yeah it's so I like what 30, is what? almost 33 yeah nice salvatore salvatore uh, but Blazing Saddles earns Blazing Saddles absolutely. Ah, get in here. Blazing Saddles earns that ending. Like this guy never seen fucking Blazing Saddles. 
like that that ending definitely is very abrupt and kind of comes out of nowhere but like what you've seen up until that point is so fucking good that, no, that like, french mistake scene is like one of my favorite scenes of any movie ever the french with dom de louise yes with the french we're doing the french mistake funniest shit i've ever seen in the movie and the fact that they worked that in yeah it just like it just does my heart good like can we just yeah. like just do the stupidest shit we've ever seen complete non-sequitur nothing to do with the film but it's funny so it's going in uh but yeah it's, but you are correct a lot of parodies just they don't hold up no yeah I, I, that, that was like what was disturbing to me on like going on twitter and seeing people like man i miss these movies and it's like scary movie clips and i'm like these movies really fucking suck they were terrible films from top to bottom uh people miss terrible little... shit that's nostalgia is like remembering things better than they were yeah, but I, I like to remember things that were bad and appreciate them for being bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Honestly, yeah. like Halloween. What was the Halloween? Uh, what was it? H two O, the one with Buster Rhymes. That was Halloween. Um, resur- I think it was Resurrection. It was Resurrection. Terrible film. I love it so much because it's that terrible. Like I love yeah. it for how bad it is. So I just. Can well, we which just is the one where he bad? was? Uh... Lawrence, I think it's Lawrence Fishburne was in the bathroom and he's like, I need to release this beast in peace. Lawrence Fishburne wasn't even a Halloween movie. I, I think don't know he was. Yeah. You're, th- you're thinking of Event Horizon. Really? No. God damn it. <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I think I think that I think that was a uh, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> did y'all see did y'all see the last Halloween movie, Halloween Ends? No, I didn't. Does it I end? saw the second to last one. I didn't see the last one. It's Jamie Lee really? Curtis shows up and fucking choke slams him. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's it's an, eighty fucking one years old. It's an it's an it's an interesting. It's an interesting uh, drown him in a vat of Activia. It's an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting movie because, like, the set, the Halloween Kills spends all this time create like making Michael Myers this like force of nature, yeah, like this. Up. Yeah, yeah, like in that movie, he's made to be almost like. You know, like a supernatural just unkillable machine that like fucks up this town and then in the third movie he's kind of an afterthought like they introduce this new character who's the one that's like kind of the main antagonist of the movie and my michael myers is like relegated to this almost like ter- like tertiary villain role who like shows up and that's in halloween ends or is that halloween kills it's halloween ends Okay, because Halloween Kills, he definitely was the main dude. So Halloween or Halloween out. Town? How yeah, how, Calabar. Yeah. I fucking love me some Halloween Town. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, that girl is specially abled, right? The one that stars in it, she has a, and she's uh, maybe. But how ha- Halloween Halloween ends is is hilarious because like the opening sequence is setting up like who the protagonist that becomes the antagonist is going to be. Well, because at the end of Halloween ends, they like trap him in the basement, right? Like Jamie Lee Curtis basically sets a trap for him in the yeah, basement. Yeah, the and basement. then in in Halloween ends, he's like he's like Michael Myers, is like living in the sewer. That's how they get him. And so, like the main the main guy who's like the protagonist who becomes the antagonist, it opens with him. Uh, he's like been hired to babysit at this like really affluent home. He hired the baby to do a fucking private show. Yes, <laughs> and. and it, the movie opens with uh, the kid. The kid is like fucking with him, so he goes into like one of the rooms of the house, and the kid locks the door on him. 
and he's like banging on the door try, like get me the fuck out of here and he he bangs on this door and knocks it off its hinges and it slams into this kid and knocks him <laughs> off the knocks him off the like stairwell and the kid plummets like two stories down to the floor and fucking dies <laughs> And that's like the open the opening of the movie is that, and then like his arc Jesus. through the rest of the movie is he's the guy in this town who killed this family's kid, <laughs> and, and he's trying to like figure out what to do with his life. And Jamie Lee Curtis's uh like daughter ends up dating it. It's such a weird fucking movie. So that's how they connected. That's the connective tissue between him yeah. and so what he faced off against michael myers and he slipped michael myers throat and what he the man now like he got the juice like I no he he ends up becoming now he ends up becoming like the main villain like he he for whatever reason ends up like hanging out with michael myers and it inspires him to also become a killer what's the guy's name from clockwork orange Malcolm McDowell. yeah he was in one of those ones he was in the rob zombie he played Dr. that's Luke. the best one no. Oh <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, those movies, know. those movies are trash, dude. What the fuck? How good can that movie be? Like, what's the potential of one of those movies? They're really bad. The wrong. Yeah, yeah then that's got to be the best one. The, I mean, the best one is the first one, the the one that John Carpenter actually. That's a good one, yes. But yeah. actually, nah, I like the Rob Zombie remake. No, Halloween two though. Halloween two is when he was in the asylum with the the uh the psychiatrist. The, the hospital, yeah. Yeah, that was the good one, but. Like the rest of them are just terrible. I like the first one's the best. I think part three is really interesting because they tried to. There's no Michael. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, they tried. They tried to do like an anthology. They were like, let's yeah. just call this Halloween, but it'll be like a different story, and people hated it. So, yeah. So then part four was a uh, curse of Michael Myers, wasn't it? Something like that. And then was that five, the one with Paul Rudd, or was that five? I think that's five. Yeah, it's the one with the like druids and. It was like something to do with like this occult thing. Yeah, it, it, yeah Paul Rudd was in it. Yeah, Paul Rudd was. I think that's the Curse of Michael Myers. That's either four or five. And then there's the one where they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back with what's that? Josh Hartnett as her son. I think that was H two O. Yeah, that was the one that had LL Cool J in it. They kept putting rappers in these shits. I don't understand. I guess to get niggas to watch it. I don't know. <laughs> but... Did it work? We was pulling up anyway. Black people love slasher picks. We love Halloween. We love Freddy Krueger and shit. Like it's just, it, it's just a weird thing. Like, just I can't believe you're the point enough. Uh, just white people don't know nothing about black people and what we like. They just don't understand. <laughs> like we some different like species of people that don't like the same things that y'all like. We do. We do. Yeah, we I listen we to you all the time. Films. Listen, listening to heavy metal on YouTube. Right. I spend a lot of time doing that. You know, I just I just get real deep into some Nightwish every now and then, some Norwegian death metal. <laughs> there you go. You know, it's a good time. Metalocalypse is like one of the best series ever made. Like that just, was that was like one of the like plot points in the did you watch the Preacher TV show? No, I never saw the Preacher TV show. So in the in the show, uh April is uh played by this a black actress who whose name I'm very afraid to even try and say out loud. The <laughs> very enough. she's so a great African. she's okay. a great actress, but her name is Ruth and her last name is spelled N-E-G-A. So I'm not gonna try and uh, I'm not gonna make the attempt on that oh, one. I think it, I don't know how to say it either, but I feel like it I think if I feel like the Nigerians would say that it's uh God. I think they I think the N would be silent. I think. I'm not I'm not even trying. I'm, I just I mean, call her I don't I just know how call to say her black I, I just call her Black Ruth. 
and, and she's she's great in the show as April. Like I was, you know, going into it, I was like, "Tim Big April Black," or not April Tulip, uh, Tulip. Who well, did, you, did you? Why did you just like you know rip one of your shirts off? Oh, she's black. Yeah, I was, I, t- I was I was like turning into Stephen Crowder, where I'm like, "Tim name Stephen Crowder, the other failed comedian. I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Steven but she's Crowder. yeah, but Black Ruth is great in the show, and there's like a plot device where she goes into she's in like some voodoo coma like some some sort of like magical voodoo coma because they they've been dealing with like this voodoo priestess or something and they they gotta they gotta figure out like some spell some voodoo thing to get her out of this and so they get all the items together and then they like it's like uh honestly stranger things kind of copied this because they're like we need to play her like music that she likes to pull her out oh, of this. Okay, and okay. and so w- what Jesse uh, plays for her that she loves is uh, Dragon Force. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Dragon Force. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. But yeah, that was a that was a fun show. That was like, everybody's on the boys nuts right now. Yeah. That's a good show. Yeah, yeah, and and I I don't really like the boys that much. It, and how could I think, you not like a tiny little man exploding in somebody's penis? How could you not? Oh, there's it? moments that are fun. I just I think the I, I'm not I I've tried reading that comic book and I was like this fucking blows. I've never it, read the comic book. I never endeavored to do such a thing. It's but so you know, I fuck with it. it's so cynical and nihilistic and like just coming True. from a it's being written from a place of like spite. And, and like, because Garth Garth Ennis like hates superheroes, and so. But I think that's fair. I think it's fair to to be not necessarily to hate superheroes, but to not see want to see such a sanitized version of them because you get yeah. somebody like Superman who is like the most virtual motherfucker to ever exist. You know, like yeah. the most and... virtuous person to ever exist, and he's he's powerful as fuck. He could literally like snap his fingers and kill us all. So it's yeah. just. Well, Al- that type of power corrupts like absolute Al- power Alan, absolute- Alan Moore had the best like um like what he said about superheroes is like and, and what inspired him to write Watchmen was like you know superheroes what they are kind of like inspire fascism like that, that there's like this handful of people who can wield this much power and influence is like you know has this direct like metaphor for like fascism and so that was sort of like where he was approaching Watchmen when he wrote that uh but I mean I mean I know it's like kind of cliche to say when you think of a character like Superman isn't his real superpower his restraint like isn't that really yeah because he's gotta fuck Lois at like when you be getting in with Lois, like, how Lois be taking that dick, bro? Like, how does that work? Like, how you don't blow back, back out? Yeah, I, I guess, like, his, his real superpower is he's like a Boy Scout. Like, he could. Yeah, I um, but, uh, yeah, with the, the the boys is like, I it's it's whatever. It's okay. It's The comic book is crazy. The comic book, like, I think, like, right away, Homelander is dropping, like, crazy N-bombs. Like he is, he is. He's, dude. He's crazy in the comic book. Like, but I think that makes sense though because when you think of like, uh, I think it's you, you say it's nihilistic about superheroes, but I think it's more like a commentary on corporations and corporate greed and control of our lives and what we see and propaganda and all that other shit. Yeah, I yeah, that's fair. I I just like I tried reading it and I just thought I was like, this is like way too cynical and and definitely. 
reeks of that like like early 2000s like edgy like extreme sort of vibe uh yeah. it, i don't know but i, I, I always I always enjoyed like pre i always thought preacher was much better and the tv show preacher like a lot of people slept on it it's yeah, very, i never watched it i never watched it very good and really yeah and J- jackie earl haley is in the first season as uh one of the, the like, comics good too the comics are good yeah it's like one of the classic like 90s edgy adult you know vertigo titles um that like a lot of people look to is you know their first introduction to like oh this is like a cool adult comic book yeah yeah i uh I have to go back with the family. I um, knew it. Uh oh. We were we were time police. Hey, but um uh, you're I'll you can stop it and then uh you can get on the zoom, use the zoom and continue it if you want. Um, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, we what just are you doing? I have, dude, I'm gonna be, be up at four thirty in the morning. Run me, fuck that. Yeah, I'm never having kids. I my kids see, were crying a minute ago. I want to see the world, and as soon as I pay off my very substantial debts, I'm going. To, I'm going to fucking Kuala Lumpur. I'm going to Thailand. You don't, you don't have to, to pay your medical debts. Not they, medical. They won't let for, you die. You just you keep real, going back go. to the hospital, and they are like, "Fuck, we got to save you." Okay. Did you file bankruptcy yet? Because you should just file bankruptcy. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. Chapter eleven. Oh. Yeah. Y'all, y'all keep doing it. Uh, don't use the Zoom or whatever. I gotta go. If you All can right. read one full page of a Harry Potter book, <laughs> <laughs> you know where that's from? 50 Cent? What? He called uh, out Floyd Mayweather during the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I read a whole page. Like, forget the bucket of ice. If you can read one full read, page read of a Harry Potter out book. Out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, you could say a lot of things about 50 Cent, but nobody beefs with the same commitment as 50 Cent does. Oh, I know, yeah. It looks looks like like Kevin's jerking off. Did Kevin just show his dick? Kevin's beating off. Is that what what you say to people when you got to hang with the family? So, you know, the family means you got to beat the dick. I got to go spend time with the kids, if you know what I mean. You mean you're nuts? Yeah. Oh, it looks like he's just waking it out. <laughs> Jerking, dude. What's that? What's that lyric? I took the whole class. Wait, what is it? Suck the whole dick and fu- and spit the class out. No, <laughs> come on now. What is the the Doja Cat song? She's like, I, I would not even. I don't. I don't listen to Doja Cat at all. Oh, it's it's the song is good. The de- demons. Well, other than uh, Moo, I'm a cow. Like other than that, when I really and that's my best friend. She do hot shit. Like I, I can relate to that. But the rest of it, I just don't. <laughs> I can see why right you do because her booty always out in all her videos, and she got a nice booty. So I can see why you're invested. But Doja, I actually, I, I like Doja. I, I recently was like a convert to Doja because. Because I saw well, you know, her. Black don't like Doja because apparently she's secretly like racist because she hates her black father. I don't know what's going on. She's yeah, so she's like her dad is black and her mom is like Ashkenazi. So she she's Ashkosh Bagash. Yeah, her mom is Ashkosh Bagash Nazi, and and so she's like half black, half Jewish, and just has she and she grew up on like 4chan and all the like Reddit boards and stuff like that. So she's and, like a secret troll. 
Yeah, and and she still has that in her, like, uh, like she, you know, she was wearing that Sam Hyde shirt recently, and is still like hanging out on those same mess. Like, even though she's like wildly successful, still like going into like four chan boards and yeah, like how you be that famous and you on four chan just chilling. Yeah, and so like I was like, I, I don't know, I I honestly like I didn't know who she was, and I thought she was like white, like. <laughs> Based on the pictures I'd seen of her, are you prior, serious? You can't tell us a black girl. Like you can't look I, at that woman. I'm you I'm telling you, if you look at her from like three or four years ago, she was. I knew at, she was black, like that Muah Macau. Like when she came out, it was like this a black girl. Clearly. Yeah, like, I, clearly I, I I remember. I don't. Know, I just remember thinking that she might like was just like very had like sort of a, a, a Ariana Grande thing going on, or she was just like very very tan. Um. But no, she's black, and and so I I went and checked out her two like new singles, the uh, paint paint the town red and demons, and I was I like, like demons. I think demons is the one I like. Is that the one where she rapping and she just kind of like walking in the video? It's the one with Chris, Christina Ricci's in the video, and because she did do one song that I like where she was just rapping. And she's I'm very a puppet. I'm a sheep. I'm a cash cow. I'm the fastest yeah. growing bitch on all your apps now. Oh, look at her. <laughs> someone very Uh, proud of themselves yeah so i went and listened to those two songs i was like oh this is actually like very good i was like this is fun i mean the best thing she ever did still in my opinion is the amakau joint like you you kind of get no the lyrics were sufficient they were there they were there yeah she was was rapping her ass off what do you think of uh what do you think of ice spice i think she's very orange and cute (laughs) let me see I think she's adorable. Like, I just want to carry her around with me and just so she could do cute things. She's adorable. I've never listened to a single song that she's ever done. (laughs) Me neither. I have no idea what you're... I just keep seeing her ass everywhere I turn. I'm looking at Ice Spice's ass. She's she's the cutest, sweetest little thing. But I have never heard her rap one lyric. I don't know if she rap. I don't know if she sing. I don't you know. know if she, I don't know what the fuck she do. You know who I'm obsessed with, just from like almost like a Boondocks standpoint, is Megan. Uh, who? <laughs> who Megan? Megan the Stallion. Yeah. No, not even Megan the Stallion is like the. Yeah, that's Ice Spice. The and, orange one. Yeah. No, Megan. Megan the Stallion is like a scholar compared to who I'm talking about. Uh, sex, sexy red. Oh, sexy red. This is the thing. I love Megan. Like I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm a Megan stand because I don't stand anybody. But I fuck with Megan heavy. Like I'll. I'll fight somebody behind Megan. But, uh, sexy red. I think there's just people are just too invested in whatever the fuck she is. Like this. This. This is subject to change. Whatever she's portraying right now you know it's just it's just the wave she's just on a certain wave we don't yeah. know what it's gonna look like but when, when, I, when i first saw her and, and like her whole deal and i had this thought and apparently the rest of the internet did too where i was like this is a this is like a real life boondocks character this is like fucking crazy what this is well this it, is the thing she really from what i could tell i don't know nothing about this woman in real life but from what i could tell she really out there she has been really out there in these streets and you know that's a different kind of person and she's coming from a different place um uh, i've seen her uh, earlier work it looks a little nerdier it looks like it's going more of like a kawaii style situation i've seen some of her earlier work on pornhub i saw the sex <laughs> tape yeah <laughs> 
They posted that on Twitter. I didn't see the sex tape, but I don't need to. I haven't seen people fucking before. I'm not I'm not interested. It's pretty but, boring. It's 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 just like any celebrity sex tape where it's like, oh yeah. That's what I heard. I heard that it's literally one of the most boring sex tapes of all time. Uh it's just yeah, but, it's just pretty pretty standard sex, you know. It's not but no. And then she had like a bonnet on the whole time. Like I just felt like it, it just sounded like it was very phoned in. It was just like some dude saying, I'm gonna record this shit, like just without any presentation or preparation, just saying, All right, well, I'm in the midst of it, so well, let's the, turn on the video. The, something she did that I did like that was very funny after that, because like the sex tape dropped and everybody and like the lyric in her song is you know, my booty hole brown, my coochie pink, and the sex tape drops and everybody's like, It ain't pink. The, the coochie ain't pink. And she made this response video where she's like, y'all saying my coochie ain't pink. This is how I know y'all ain't getting no ass. Because why the lips of my coochie going to be pink? It's the inside that's pink. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I'm not going to say... It's it's hard for me to say what I think about somebody like Sexy Red or even Suki Hana. Um, they're riding a certain wave. They're on a certain moment. And I just kind of got to let them be that without criticism or critique because it's not really worthy of critique. It's a way. Oh, that is my favorite. She's so hot. Who? <laughs> sexy red? Sexy red, bro. Suki is interesting as well. Like, Suki is a very interesting person. Uh, I feel like there's more to them than what they portray. Or at least I hope. I hope that there is. But just, just I'm looking at them as like, or some anti vibes. Like I'm looking at them like I see some young black girls and I'm like, oh child, you gonna learn, I guess. <laughs> like I hope you do. But at least you're making money. Um I saw a video that made me laugh where it was like a reaction video and it was one of those like Christian conservative black guys watching the sexy red music video, the one where it's like her and that other lady rapping outside of a Popeyes. And uh it ends and he goes, he goes, You smell that? You smell like sewer water. <laughs> if uh if you ever meet my kids because that's that them conservative ass preach ass black men they be the main ones that be begging to eat your pussy in, the, in your fucking comments <laughs> they be the main motherfuckers that's on only fans and they got like vip access Yo, to i shit. i am like blown pair of used panties. I'm, I'm blown away I, I i guess like nothing ever changes because like I go on Twitter, or rather X now, formerly Twitter. Formerly. And, and, and there's so many accounts. Like, there's this mo- the Manosphere type movement. And there's so many accounts that are like like that kind of guy. Black or not, they'll just post like a video of a lady twerking. And it's like, <laughs> fellas, you think it's acceptable for a woman to act like this? And, it, and it, you know, it'll get like a thousand comments of just like of all course. these people. You know, hell nah. And, and I'm I'm like I'm amazed at it, like how much of that exists now. I mean, why would you be though? Why would you be? I don't know. It just it felt like it felt like we were heading in a different direction. But There's then always an undercurrent. There's always like a subculture that exists just beneath the surface, right? And the thing about it is, uh, like the movies we were talking about before. You think about films like all the scary movies. You think about who we were, all the Halloween films. You think about who we were before, like, 2015. Overtly. Just being overtly ignorant and sexist and racist and misogynistic. Like, it was very overt until somebody told them, the right person told them very loudly, you know this is fucked up, right? And then 
that the pendulum swing swaying back the hey. other way, right? So they didn't just go away. <laughs> like all those people who like that shit didn't just go away. My wife set the car alarm off. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's it's like so many just like like Tony Sopranos almost, where it's like the the things that they're yes. like the, the 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 things they're like proselytizing. They don't live by like it's all these guys like like Andrew Tate and all these guys who talk about like values and what women and men should and shouldn't be. They themselves are like the thing they hate. Like they've manipulated and fucked a bunch of people and done the hedonism thing and maybe still do, but then they they preach something entirely different. Um, well, because it's okay for me because I have a penis and my penis tells me what to do and that's natural. Your vagina is supposed to be smarter than my penis. Right. I get, yeah, yeah like the, I, every day I log on Twitter and there's like uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 different new threads about like what's an acceptable body count. And right. well, for a woman, though, for a woman, not a man. And I find that very interesting yeah. that that men, it, on, its, on its face, it seems misogynistic, but it's actually self hatred. I think men think very little of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> as such, they find a woman who has touched too many men to be disgusting because they find men to be disgusting. I, they find themselves to be disgusting. I just don't want I don't want to have that conversation. Like if I'm dating a woman and like I like her, I don't want to like maybe at some point down the line we could talk about that, but I don't want that seems like a very strange topic to try and broach where it's like, so how many people have you I don't fucked? even know why you would broach it. There's nothing that ever crosses my mind. If I'm dealing with a man, there's there's never a time where I think, I wonder how many people he's slept with. Like, there's never a time where I even care. Yeah. And at no point in my life, this isn't like a maturity thing. There's been no point in my life, in my quote-unquote sexual development uh, or my sexual realization that I thought, I wonder how many women this motherfucker has slept with. Yeah, it's just inconsequential. You know, it's, what does that have to do with me? Did the test come back negative, dog? Like that's all I need to know. And so yeah, it's 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 you know, like a, zingers. Yeah, zingers are good. Mm. My wife <laughs> just brought me zingers and chocolate milk. It's 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 a it's a oh topic. She loves you so much. I don't care who she slept with. She she loves you. That's all that matters. That that woman loves you. She brought you some chocolate milk and some treats. That's a good <laughs> woman right there. Yeah. yeah, it's a top. Knew it's my a, sugar was getting low. That, that whole like, I, w- I wish I had a man who would bring me some fucking bourbon with ice next time. Goddamn, <laughs> like, like you do have one back there. It's like ah, sorry. Well, if you once you once you become once you become Wally successful on the Billionaire Podcast Network, you'll you'll have a whole team of uh, mm-hmm. you know a whole team behind you. We have a team of lady boy assistants. So like, if I join the fucking Thailand. I, I don't know if I could even join the Billionaire Podcast Network because of what it will do to my my you know universal brand. I mean, can I be associated with such ne'er do wells as yourself, shirtless drinking <laughs> chocolate milk on the internet? You're you're. <laughs> I know. I really am. That's the problem with comedy. I I just fall in with the worst motherfuckers. Like I just yeah. I just have uh, but I guess that speaks to who I am as a person because um. I always I've always wondered about like. Just through I'm doing, a yeah, through doing yeah. Com- through doing comedy, I've I've crossed paths and and made friends and acquaintances with so many different people, and there are there like after a while, I do look at a lot of the people I know, and I'm like, is there any timeline in which I would associate with you out like outside of this? Yeah, if we were in school together, I'm like, it's 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 only by this like commonality, like this hobby we have. No, we would we would have. Uh... 
No, like people like you, you two, I, I get along with very well, and it's it's like I'm yeah. glad you know I'm like fortunate that we're all us friends. and Didi know. But like, well, there's no, but this is the thing. I feel like it's like both of y'all. I feel like y'all are people I would have associated with anyway, and this is why. Uh, well, number one, Dalton, he is a, a literary nerd, which I very much appreciate, and uh, you know, so so anybody. Who could have a discussion with me about Lovecraft? Do you remember that book club we had back in the day, Dalton? Like, yeah, when we we read that Judy Bloom book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all your dad got is me, Margaret. I mean, of course, I read it when I was like in sixth grade, multiple times. Judy Bloom, but, hell yeah, yeah. But you know, so Dalton, like you, the type of person that I was always cool with in my life, and even you, Salvatore, I have a tendency. I don't know what it is, and I may lose a lot of points saying this on a public platform. I have always been cool with white dudes. I don't know what it is. Certain type of white dudes, though. Because, you know, the ones that ask me questions like, so have you ever fucked a white guy before? Those dudes I don't get along with. But <laughs> me and white dudes have always gotten along. Because it turns out we like a lot of the same stupid shit. And uh, there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> yeah, you ever watch King of Queens? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I've seen your work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- but there's, there's plenty of people in comedy that I'm like, after years of being friends with them, I, I just start to think like, yeah, I don't think this is someone I would ever associate with in, in, in any world other like, but it's just like due to this like weird thing we do, you know, but like I, I, think I I'm pretty good at filtering the bad ones out. Like the ones that are really like awesome, I would never fuck with you on any level. I'm good at filtering them out early. Like I spent, I, I spent yeah. a, a considerable amount of time like trying to like I was friends with Lauren for a while, and nice. yeah, and okay. and the it, the it it did reach a point with her because like we were roommates at one point in time and like we were we were spending a lot of time together during the pandemic, and it did it did reach a point with her where I realized like this is this is absolutely like not somebody I would ever associate with. In, in, like under no, there's no other context in, in which i would be like friendly with this person and i can see how you would say that uh i definitely <laughs> i definitely understand it and honestly she was like the first the very first friend i made in dallas comedy like the first person that i got cool with was lauren davis and and i guess i understand her <laughs> and so i get it but i could never live with it though i would never live with it that's no, yeah, that might have been it, but it was. Uh, we just, it. it got to. I, I mean, it. I would never live with it though, because and I think I actually told her that at one point that um, because she wanted me to move in with her at one when I was looking for a place to stay, and I said, Lauren, I I love you too much to move in with you. I don't want to do that to us. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. it was. It, it got to a point. It got to a point like yeah, with us where it was. It was so contentious that I was like, yeah. I mean, you know, like I I spent time like loving you and caring about you and trying to like be friends and whatever I'm supposed to be here. And then it, I got to a point where I was like, I mean, yeah, let's just go. I mean, just go our separate ways. <laughs> this is... yeah, I, I definitely told her that cause she did invite me to move in with her. And I said, I, I, I love you too much to do that, babe. I don't want to ruin this. Oh, and she's <laughs> a slob. She's a slob too. Like exactly. I'm, I'm a big fat, lazy piece of shit. And I'm I'm not. I'm very, I'm very, very, as you can see, you you did the you saw the quick overview of my living quarters. And I just don't I don't do mess, I don't do filth. I actually live, I actually wound up moving into that apartment that she tried to get me to move in with the first time. And um because she left, her and Andrew left, and uh Justin James was still living there. 
And and I moved in there because I was desperate. I was really like out on my ass. Like I had nowhere else to go. And baby, when I tell you I had to get in that bathroom and clean it from top to fucking bottom, and me and Justin James had to have a talk about how this was going to go. Like, dog, you gonna have to clean up after yourself. Like, this is not gonna work if you do. Yeah, I had to, it, 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 Ron, you did a great job with the tub. It's like, yeah, I had to because otherwise I cannot use this shit. Y'all have you ever been to like if a she, if she, if she house was, in their bathroom? If she was not, if she, if she was not in the situation she's in now. You know, if she hadn't, uh, you know, gotten gotten settled, s- saddled up and shacked down, she might just be homeless. Or <laughs> well, it's just, you know, some people aren't made for that life. Like I'm the type of person, because even Justin James, we were living together. He was like, "Did you know you like you're a really bougie bitch? Like just quietly, you were bougie as fuck." I live with Brad Lacour. Me and Brad had a great time. Brad Brad Lacour was one of the best roommates I ever had because uh, he shut the fuck up and he cleaned up. And <laughs> but you know. If I find it normal for, I guess, creative people or comedy people, or it's common for y'all to be very filthy. Yeah. And I'm not. It was a, it was a rough living situation. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm not. And, like, I'm I'm a very clean person. Like, I she just, want, like, she expected a lot out of me, too. Like, we would she would get mad. She'd be like, I feel like you don't talk, like, we don't talk about me enough. And I'm like, yo, that's girlfriend shit. I don't even know what that means. That's like. <laughs> I ain't your homegirl. Yeah. Did you wipe it up, though, if she wanted you to? Do what? Would you? Would I what? If she wanted, if she you came home one day and she was like, "I'm in love with you," would would I be? Uh, there, there was, yeah. I mean, there was a moment in time that that would have been enticing, but mm-hmm. like not, not now. No. Right, right. I'm sorry, I could not see you and Lauren doing nothing. Sorry. That's no, just... yeah, that wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't work. Um, <laughs> I couldn't see y'all doing it. For, fortunate, fortunately, when she started dating the guy she's engaged to now. She did oh, make sure. Okay, I didn't know they were engaged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting married. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, but fortunately, she did make sure to to message me and let me know that he has the biggest penis she's ever seen. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad that she did that. How big? Uh, it's a two hander. <laughs> oh wow, it's yeah. girthy. It's two hander. Lauren, Lauren, wh- well, why is that something that she needed to tell you, Dalton? That was if y'all had such a contentious relationship. Um, I think because she maybe it's BPD or something like she was always oh, doing. Oh well, yeah, and she does have that, and she, and you know that's a lot um, a lot of mental illness in the comedy community. She's got a reverse. She was finish. always that. That was like something that was always making me really uncomfortable with her. Is she was always like way, way, way too open about her like sexual exploits and, and like very giving me like very intimate details of her sex life. That I was well, not I mean, homegirl stuff. So she was trying to treat you like a homegirl. Like, is that what it was? Like, she was trying I to guess, girlfriend. Yeah, I guess so. I, 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 it was such a weird thing because I would like, uh, it was just like she would tell me shit that I was not asking about or didn't even want to know about, and then like she would get mad if I didn't react to it the right way. And I can't I'm, say this, and I cannot speak for Lauren, but I can speak, uh, in general terms, uh, especially as it pertains to women. Uh, with mental illness and you know just on this creative spectrum uh, on a certain end of it especially in humor it seems like white women on that side have a very strange relationship with men in general yeah yeah her her relationship seemed to be she absolutely hates men but can't stop fucking them right and it's (laughs) but I find that like I gotta say, with a lot of non-black women that I've met doing comedy, have that. 
Yeah. And it shows up in many ways. In that material, it shows up. Like all this, I've never had an orgasm talk. Like, I'm like, girl, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? You seem to hate men and hate sex. Why do you keep on fucking them? Leave them alone. I know, yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. It was, and it, I'm not speaking about her specifically. I'm just saying in general, this is something that I've observed. And in these, in so many female comedians, you know, like how female comedians will talk about how slutty they are, but every time they make jokes about their sexual exploits, it's like terrible. Right. They don't sound slutty. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you don't even like sex. It sounds like whatever <laughs> you're supposed to be doing is is not satisfying to you. So why do you? What dragon are you chasing if you never even met the dragon before? Like you just yeah. <laughs> it just seems so strange. And maybe you and, know, maybe and, maybe get off the Lexapro if you're trying to come. Like that's another thing. Man, I get that I, hidden I, dragon if you know what I mean. And I've never been on uh, antipsychotic meds. You know, I've done my, my penis. I've done antidepressants. Like I've been on Trazodone before, but that's been the extent of my dealings with, uh, you know, that type of medication. Anti- antidepressants was like one of the things <laughs> that one of the things that kind of sent me over the edge. Like my doctor told me, like. You know, you're taking Lexapro and you're taking a pretty fucking high dose. And he was like, you know, you you weren't doing yourself any favors. Also, like, you know, smoking weed and all this other shit you were doing. But he was like, this stuff yeah, definitely uh, alcohol don't go good with it. Like any antipsychotics, alcohol doesn't go good with. Yeah, he was he was telling me like on an SSRI like this, there's certain people and you're one of them where it can actually have like a really adverse effect where you actually yeah. like go crazy. And he was like. You know, that's probably like one of the things that contributed to this. It was all he was like, it's also the drugs, the other drugs. <laughs> um, now I'm not, and I'm not uh, certain, but I do believe the the feline adjacent person that was speaking of had a similar issue. Yeah, and, yes. then, and once she got off of those antipsychotics, I think she was on. Was she on lithium? I forget what it was. They, I, I went through so many different things before I was like. I'm just not going to do any of this and I'll sweat it out and deal with like the repercussions of everything. Like when I'm, cause I was, I was in kind of a coma, like, like, wow. one of, yeah, it was, it's, it's, it really sucks. And like, fortunately, but I a lot of people they say once they got off it. those drugs, they did better than they to did when they life. were on them. Yeah. So, so it was, it really, su- and like, fortunately I've, I've had like people in my corner that made, like made sure I didn't die and help me through all of the these like life-threatening issues but like i'm glad to that well you know when you like i the, the the psychosis i went through lasted like months and months and when you come back from it like when you finally realize like oh i yeah the cia is not surveilling me and 5g okay. is okay and you know all the delusions go away it's not like you just snap back like what 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 happens yeah, it's, like, it's a, a process like it's like mentally your brain kind of has to readjust yeah to those levels what like, happens level off. what happens is is like you have this moment of clarity and you're hit with like this extreme like shame and depression it's so, like oh i have made an ass of myself mm-hmm. uh and then and then the it's this thing that can have that happens called avolition is what it's called okay. where um it's like kind of like catatonic like a, almost like a waking coma where Mm -hmm. like i just i was like for so so long um i was kind of brain dead like i just like couldn't brush my teeth didn't know how to work a shower i was like could like had no energy and um yeah just like i was like a baby i had to like relearn how to do everything 
Um, the food fighters. Some understanding of these like type of psychotic breaks. It, it is like your brain kind of does a hard reset. Yeah, and and yeah, it's it's like fortunately I there there was like there's people in my life that have like helped and made sure that I was able to like not perish after all that. Um, well, but, that's really good. I mean, that's that's the best thing. Like most people with mental illness, the biggest thing in their lives is their community and their support system. Like that's more than the drugs, I think. The support yeah. system is way more important. Yeah, because like if I to balance out, but your support I, system is gonna play in way more. Than yeah, because because like yeah, when the when the uh, like when all the psychosis and everything was over, I was still like in the city and like having to deal with like the hustle and bustle and grind. And I was like, not. I was like, I am absolutely. <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna fucking die. Like, did this, you like, move back? Are you still up in New York, or did you move? Back? No, no, I'm not in New York now. I, I, uh, I was Stay like, at Anthony Bourdain's. Yeah, I just, I was like, I'll figure something out when I'm able to, and, and like, I had, you know, I've had support and help and all that, and they helped me get out of that. So, like, First, I, important. I'm glad that you did because a lot of people don't. And you know that's that's when people like really wind up in a bad spot. But if you at least have people in your corner who are willing to like be patient with you and help you through that shit, it really makes more difference. Than yeah, you, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm like getting back to normal. You know, like I'm working and doing this and all that. And I'm, 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 I'm so happy to see your job reviews. I was like, oh yeah, Dalton. Yeah, yeah, I was. I yeah, there. You know that that's the thing that like really sucks is. I kind of like got a taste of possible success at one point. Taste, taste. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I was developing like an audience and, and yeah, because I remember the other podcast that you had and when you were at Skank Fest, like I remember there was a lot of shit going on for you and that you were saying that it kind of like got to you to a certain extent. It was, well, it was, it was weird because like, you know I, I you know like doing comedy you just you just hope that like anybody will pay attention to you you know you're just hoping that like you can get an audience and then i found and then i went from like obscurity to however many thousands of like that kind of people were paying attention like the skanks fans and, and gas digital and all that in that world and i was dealing with like this sort of like crisis of conscience where it's like I don't, I don't mind courting this, but I don't know if I want this to be my entire identity is like, like the, these are the, you know what I mean? Like to, to be like a skanks guy and, and mm-hmm. like, I'm like, hey, court- you're a skank, you're a skanks guy. Well, I, you know, it was don't like, you like that to, to like, Fucking you know, like, skank, dude. like to D like D's point <laughs> earlier, to, to, to have an audience of people and like uh, my colleagues themselves, like if I try to like talk about a book I read and to have people like call me gay and stupid for reading or, or be annoyed by that, it's like, I don't mind having like a certain number of this audience be on my side, but it's also like, I don't want to court th- this. There's something this... about reading that's inherently gay though. Sure. But you know what I mean? But bit. it was, it was, it was, just, I was having like, I guess just this like crisis where I was Weird like, thirst for knowledge. all these, all these fucking people now are aware of who I am and are like, podcast fans are so fucking weird because they get so invested in the lives of strangers and like are trying to like psychoanalyze me and you, you like call me out on stuff and, and they're like yeah wait, the comments wait. for this one is is pretty outrageous sometimes yeah they get they get like really invested in what's going on in the world of podcasting and i like, I yeah, like joe was, rogan for all that shit personally yeah it was it, that was fucking with my head for sure and then yeah everything just went topsy-turvy on me but 
there i mean fortunately you know once i did decide to like start poking my face back into the digital space uh there's been like a pretty good number of people who were like yeah i mean we've been waiting for you no fucking clue what happened but i thought, yeah. I thought you but were you dead know, but you know don i think part of the reason and and you kind of touched on it why it might have been so difficult for you to reconcile that type of uh attention is because you know you kind of have to present your full self to these people from jump you can't really you can't really play to a certain audience because then they'll expect that from you. Like people get so, which is hard to do because people are just going to pick out from you what they want. Like they go, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just kind of throw the rest yeah. away. If I don't fuck with it, I'm going to throw it away. Um, but when, and especially like for us in a comedy world, we joke about shit. And when you joke about things, you don't always want to be serious. No, I'm not going to talk about, you know, I don't know, David Lynch or whatever. Uh, like I'm not yeah. gonna talk my favorite about... thing about Dalton is his tits, my titties, his titties, and he's he's got layers. <laughs> he's got layers like an onion. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, you're looking at a stinky fucking onion, and then you're like, wait a minute, there's a lot more to this. As dire onion. as dire as things are for me now, you know, th- this is a real rock. I've I've I actually broken through rock bottom into the like geodes of the earth uh yeah. you know okay. um you know the what i'm doing now even though it's like all of this is kind of a bare bones skeleton crew operation i do but I have... think good for you though i'm glad that you're doing it and i hope that you can you know present all of yourself to people instead of that one you know dude bro i'm a white dude from texas and my parents are kind of racist party (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like now like with the with the billionaire podcast network ka-ching bing 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 did you fill her up uh (laughs) i i do i do my own station tags uh i just mean shout out to a dollar shave club dollar shave club like i can't wait (laughs) i can't wait i can't wait trash bags i want to sell out i want to sell out so bad we got that glade contract. I can't, wait to hear you, I can't wait to hear you do copy for Dollar Shave Club and stuff like Bill Burr. It's gonna be great. It's yeah. gonna be so great. There was a there was a time like the last podcast. I think we we were on this like trial run with Manscaped, and we There's did no we did an ad read for them, and we were like so goofy and couldn't take it seriously. It was like a fifteen minute ad read because we just could not. We could not take it seriously. We just kept joking and riffing about it. Well, because you talk about shaving somebody's balls, man. Come on, what's yeah. your like, so you have Why does it? Why have they so strongly went that route with their advertising? Like, no, it's for your fucking balls. I, it's something I've noticed with a lot of products now, where there's no more uh, innuendo or uh, any subtlety. It's like Manscaped is like, are your do your balls stink? And then like Bluetooth. <laughs> You know, like like boner boner pills back in the day, it was always they would dance around it where it would be like a guy. It was very discreet, like the Seattle's commercials. It was just like two uh, old couple holding hands in separate tubs. Like it was just never. Yeah, Yeah, and now blue blue shoes ads are just like, do you want to rock hard cock? (laughs) You know, like that's yeah. There's no there's no like Don Draper anymore. It's just Tucker Max. Is doing the ad copy. What's, what's in blue chew? Like, do you want to fuck harder than you've ever fucked? Yeah, you know, like this. What's in blue chew? It's just so the patent ran out on Viagra and Cialis a few years ago. So mm-hmm. now that there's like generic versions of it, and so blue chew is one of these companies that 
is doing uh gen- like generic Viagra and Cialis prescriptions over the internet, and it's really just like, yeah, it's just chewable Viagra. Make it some of this shit. Yeah, it works. Like yeah, I've well, tried, my... yeah, it, it is like Flint. I've tried it, and it's like it, it's 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 interesting. It's weird that it's being marketed to. That's another thing that's changed about it. Is like kids. It's being marketed to guys in their like twenties and thirties now, where it's like now Dalton. That's what I was about to say. Why the fuck are you taking fucking Flintstone dick chewables? <laughs> at the, at the uh, show I, I just age? I just tried it out of curiosity. I just was like, I wonder like what this does, and I was Have like, Have you also tried the the gas station yellow jackets out of curiosity? No, like that person? no. Wait, do those work too? I mean, if you want to get, if you want like a fucking, and my wife was just at the gas station. You want like a fucking embolism, (laughs) I guess. I would have told her to get the zingers and those too. The 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 right like the the fucking rhino. Extends, please, honey. The the like rhino times ten pills or whatever. Right, the rhino. Rhino times ten. Jesus. Yeah, you'll have a fucking hemorrhage or something. Panther sweat. Yeah. So uh, you get rock hard, and then you also have the aneurysm afterwards. But you'll still fuck the uh, shit out of some woman for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, with, with like with what I'm everything I'm doing now, and like you know, I, my only option right now is just podcasting. Um, I have like full autonomy over this, and Which I'm is good. just doing whatever I want. And like today, have you officially been diagnosed? Yeah, uh, today actually, me and Didi, you might want to back scratcher. Back scratcher. Back scratcher. Didi, you might be interested in hopping on an episode of this because, like, me today, me and Jamie Gravy. Oh, um, Jamie Gravy. Yeah, <laughs> who's who's Gravit now? He's going by his Christian name now. Yeah, I know, but Jamie Gravit. He's a yeah. professional. It was never Gravy. No. <laughs> He was no. He was he started on the black circuit, so he thought he had to have a stage name. Because Jamie that's Gravy. what y'all do. Y'all come to our clubs and y'all think y'all got to do some shit like hamburger. Like loose in your city. <laughs> gotta yeah. do white chocolate. I'm, white Mike. White chocolate. These are the types of names that I hear for for white comedians that come to black clubs with their yeah. black thing and stuff. Yeah, I was they, I was fucking with him the other day. I was like, "What was your name starting?" I was like, "Jamie Gravy, Duck Comedian Extraordinaire Esquire." <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we today we recorded uh we're doing a Bible study show. I'm uh, sorry, Bible study, like the literal Bible? Yeah, look, I got a uh this beautiful Oxford uh world's classics King James. I have like uh, three different Bibles because my mama was like she eventually got the picture that I'm not a Christian, but when I was she really was trying to give me what a Bible in every room at yeah. one point about her. Well he he and I, well he and I had this conversation where we were just like you know, we're not like terribly religious these days, but we we were like, you know, uh, we both grew up reading it and we kind of agreed like it would be nice to actually like go back and reread it and or read it for the first time <laughs> and, and and actually do like a sincere like Bible study. Um, I don't know if there's a such thing as a sincere Bible study. How do you read the Bible without calling? No, bullshit? there are. Like, I've, been, we... I've been to fucking play. Um, I mean, look, I grew up in a church and it's just yeah. kind of like, so I do understand they, and I was just thinking earlier, like the Bible do have some good stuff in it, but when people start doing that anti-gay stuff, you know, they kind of just yeah. throw their garbage well, right we, on top of all the good stuff. That's we should get to the book of Numbers, bro. It's literally just fucking right, like, well, what portions we, and shit. One, two, three. It's just portions. It's like, <laughs> Four. Well, what we agreed on was just like approach it from a place of like, like 
like from a place of sincerity and genuineness and like anything that's funny or whatever might happen happens but it's like no we're not like i appreciate all the rape i find that to be hilarious yeah we um, we were just like let's actually approach this from the place of like actually wanting jesus to get raped by like two bears in the Bible? but i mean we were i mean we did genesis one today and we were like there was stuff that we were reading that was like cracking us up and we were like joking about so that was not, revenant yeah, it's it's well, not. You know like... the funniest thing, Dalton. I do think that's a great idea, and I think I would be down. But the funniest thing about the Bible to me is not necessarily the Bible; it's the people who take it literally. That's the funny shit. Like when you literally go to somebody and read this book, and they say, "Oh shit, a snake talked to some people, bitch." <laughs> yeah, we talked. We talked oh, about that because I, I told oh, it. I yeah. was telling him. I was telling that's, him that's that where like I lost on it. we talked about that because I was telling him there's no other like literature class or anything where you study books that would encourage you to read the text literally like no i um i uh went to uh loyola university in new orleans and it's a jesuit catholic school and one of my favorite classes one of the few that i actually showed up to and paid attention in was um the new testament as literature and it was taught by a priest that studied theology best class probably one of the best classes i ever had in college 